Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. Thanks for being here. This is Chloe Brotheridge, your host. I'm a hypnotherapist and a coach, and I'm the author of two books, The Anxiety Solution and my latest book, Brave New Girl, Seven Steps to Confidence. So this podcast is designed to help you to become your calmest, happiest and most confident self. And today I want to share with you something similar to something that I did a few months back in the autumn. I did an episode all about autumn anxiety and it went down really well. It was one of the most popular episodes. So I thought I'd do a summer edition and I did a shout out on Instagram. Come and find me at Chloe Brother Ridge. And I had a ton of questions from you guys about how to stay calm and confident over the summer. And so I'm going to do my best to answer as many of those as I can. The Calm You podcast is made possible this week by Simprove. I was first recommended to take Simprove, a live bacteria food supplement, by a nutritionist when I was having digestive issues. Now, drinking their product every morning has become part of my morning ritual and I wouldn't be without it. It's basically become my most recommended product. My parents, my sisters, my boyfriend, even my in-laws and my parents' friends are all taking it now because I rave about it to everyone. It has massively improved my digestion and I used to have problems with food intolerances, which I no longer have. You can save 25% off your first four-week pack of Simprove when you visit www.simprove.com, that's spelt S-Y-M-P-R-O-V-E, and enter the code CHLOE25%. So let's just get straight into the episode. So one question that came up again and again, I had about 40 questions that were some form of this question um, and it's about beach body pressure and the sense that we in the summer you know have to be in front of other people in a bikini well we don't have to but you know hopefully we're going to be heading around on holiday over the summer summer clothing that maybe is a bit more exposing and anxiety over not having that summer body And I just want to say that I've got a whole chapter on body confidence in Brave New Girl. So if you want to check that out, there are loads of practical tools in the book that talk about this, but I'll definitely share some now. So one thing that I often talk about is that peace starts with us. Peace starts with us in our own minds, in our own hearts. And we can't control what other people think or say or do. But at the end of the day, the most important relationship that you will ever have is 
your relationship with yourself and the way that you speak to yourself inside of your own head is so, so important. And this really starts with being kind to yourself. I think it's worth noting that society is messed up. We are way too unkind to each other about things that really don't matter. We live in a very judgmental world, a very materialistic world, and we've actually been brainwashed from an early age to think that bodies should look a certain way. Just think about all the messages that were sent from such a young age about looking a certain way, being a certain size, and it's actually a made-up thing. It's an invented set of standards that are no you know, better or worse than anything, anyone else or anything else. And yet society has put having a certain body type as the preferable one, and we've all been brainwashed into thinking that things outside of that are not good enough. And this is just not true. So just firstly recognising that the way society is, is messed up. There's nothing wrong with your body. One thing I think is really interesting, and I talk about this in Brave New Girl, it's how judgmental people are very often the most judgmental of themselves. So someone that is critical of others, someone that is pointing out another person's flaws, you can bet that they are extremely critical of themselves and their own bodies and they probably beat themselves up just as much, if not more, as they are critical of other people. So that's one thing to bear in mind. I think the other thing is that other people don't care about us nearly as much as we think they do. You know, we are the centre of our own universe, but everyone is the centre of their own universe. So you might be really concerned about what other people might be thinking of your body, and yet other people are just as concerned about what other people think of their bodies. They're far too concerned about that to even think about you. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. One thing I was talking to my boyfriend about recently that really got me thinking was how when someone sees us, they are not really seeing the real us. What they're seeing is light bouncing off us into their eyes or when they're hearing us they're hearing sound waves that come from us and go into their ears and then their brain creates a mental image and perspective of us and they are creating us within their own mind and they're filtering what they see and hear through their own life experiences, their own judgments, their own childhoods, the sort of day they've had, how tired they are, what newspapers they read, what TV they watch, and they're creating this image of you based and filtered through all of these things. And it's not you. That is not you. And so for someone else to think that they can judge another person or really, um, you know, know another person is just not the case because we're all filtering the world through our own experiences and our own perspectives. So just rest assured that if someone else is judging you, they're not really judging you, they are judging a version of you that lives inside their head. I think it's always a good reminder just to, to remind ourselves that um, it doesn't matter what kind of body you have, what size you are, you can still be really insecure. You can have a quote unquote perfect model body and still be really unhappy with it, really insecure, depressed and anxious. So it really isn't about the way you look. Um, it's really about your relationship with yourself and how you think and feel about yourself. So the, the real work is of accepting yourself as you are. 
no one has ever hated themselves into liking themselves. It just doesn't work. A few people sent messages about this idea, the summer body, the summer body, whatever that is, because it actually is just an invention made by protein shake companies and diet plans and gym memberships to try to sell their product. It isn't actually a thing. So let's just remove the word summer body from our vocabulary completely, shall we? You deserve to enjoy summer no matter what. You deserve to feel good no matter what. So let's just disregard that whole term, that whole idea. Let's just delete that. I really wish that we could all step back from ourselves and see how bloody amazing and complex and beautiful our bodies are. And what would it be like if you could see your body through the eyes of a child? Maybe you've got children yourself, or maybe you can just imagine, I don't know, maybe you've got nieces or nephews, and you can imagine seeing yourself through the eyes of a child, or just imagine a really loving child. And imagine seeing your body through the eyes of that child. Because children are free from the conditioning, they haven't yet been conditioned the way that us adults have. So round tummies just make for great hugs. Arms are just arms, legs are just legs. Arms that are bigger are just better for hugging from the eyes of this child that really loves you. And so if we can just start to see our bodies with that loving perspective, then I think we can really be on that path to accepting ourselves more. And I want to invite you to have a listen to episode 44 of the Karma You podcast. If you haven't already, I'm talking to Michelle Elman, Scarred Not Scared on Instagram. And she is a body positivity expert and role model. And some of the advice that she gives is around following people that look like you. So if you're in a bigger body, follow some role models who are in bigger bodies to remind you that beauty is at every size and shape and there is not just a certain way that we have to look. So the next question that someone sent in was around anxiety to do with drinking alcohol. And if you follow me on Instagram, you will know that I have been one year alcohol free. And the reason for doing that is many. You can head back to episode 28 with Joanne Bradford, where I talk about my decision to stop drinking. And she has been sober for several years. And we talk about the benefits and the the drawbacks and the surprising things that happen when you stop drinking alcohol. So that's episode 28. And also I've done another episode, episode four, which is on alcohol and anxiety. So you can check that out as well. But there's no doubt that alcohol can create anxiety the next day when you're hungover, when you're worried about what you've done, how much money you've spent, how terrible you feel, why your heart is racing, why you've got this headache. All these things can add to anxiety. Now, I'm not suggesting that going alcohol-free is for everyone. It's definitely a change in lifestyle. I have changed my lifestyle since going alcohol-free. I have brunches more. I've started hanging out with other people who don't drink that much. I've got more energy at the weekend, so I do different things. So it does require a certain amount of commitment. However, if you are really struggling with anxiety around alcohol, then it might be worth trying it. Maybe just try it for a month and see how it is and try to think of it as you're gaining something rather than you're losing something. So what are you gaining by not drinking? You're gaining better mental health, more time, more energy, more money, new friends. Really focusing on that and embracing that side of it will make it so much easier. So the next question someone sent in was about serious FOMO. 
Uh, and they said that they were at work and everyone else is having quote unquote the best summer ever and you're not. Who can relate to this? Okay, so firstly, let's just clear one thing up and that is that people are not having the best summer ever. It doesn't matter what it looks like on Instagram. It doesn't matter how many selfies they're taking from the beach. People are still having ups and downs and struggling with things and having arguments with their boyfriend um, just because it looks like they're having an amazing time doesn't mean that they are. I did an event with the amazing Lucy Sheridan, the comparison coach at the weekend, and she recommended that we just mute people if they are really triggering us to have massive, serious FOMO. You can now mute people on Instagram. You can do it temporarily. They're not going to know because it doesn't, you haven't unfollowed them. But if someone is really triggering you, if they're constantly on holiday and it's making you feel bad about yourself, then just mute them. There's no shame in doing that. Sometimes we all have to do that at times for our own mental health and it can just help you to forget about the fact that you're at work and they're on holiday. And just lastly, I think there might be a bigger issue at play here for some people who've experienced this and it's that, you know, how much is your life fulfilling you? How much is your work fulfilling you? And do you make enough time to have fun? Have you got some things to look forward to scheduled in? Have you planned in some relaxation for yourself? Because FOMO and comparison happens the most when we are not satisfied with our own life situation. We're not happy with ourselves. If we were happy with ourselves and our lives, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what other people are doing because we feel good about where we are. So perhaps it's about really doing a bit of investigation into what would make you feel happier what would make you feel more fulfilled? And maybe you want to get a bit of help with that. Maybe it's about hiring a life coach or going and having some therapy or reading some self-help books or setting some goals um, around things that might help you to feel more satisfied and fulfilled. Okay, so the next question was around social anxiety. How do you deal? And again, I talk about this a lot in Brave New Girl. I've got a whole whole sections on social anxiety and really practical things that you can do to manage it and overcome it and accept it. Um, and I personally have definitely struggled with social anxiety and I've avoided situations where I had to meet people. So, and I finally learned that actually I'd, I needed to challenge myself and this isn't about just, you know, pushing through and like crushing the fear and all those sorts of things. It's actually just about being really gentle with yourself and knowing that you will be kind to yourself no matter what happens. We're taking very, very small steps to do little things to challenge yourself. And so that might mean that you go to a networking event and you just have a goal to introduce yourself to one person and then you'll let yourself leave. Or maybe you go to a party and you just say, right, I'm going to go to this party, but I'm just going to stay half an hour and then I can leave. And chances are you will, once you get there, want to talk to more people or stay longer. But it's just about setting those small goals to get yourself more used to that. Because when we avoid social situations, that's when our fear grows. And when we face our fears, fear shrinks and we walk towards it. The last thing I want to say about social anxiety is, is to try to own it. Because I think there's so much shame around social anxiety because extroverts and being the most confident person in the room gets really glamorized and yet 50% of us feel shy. That's a lot of people. There's nothing wrong 
with being an introvert, being shy or having social anxiety, trying to own it. Tell yourself that it's okay to feel how you feel, that you are just as worthy and valuable, that you're just as good enough, even though those sorts of situations make you feel afraid. And this was honestly a massive thing for me. As soon as I accepted myself as I was, anxiety and all, that helped me paradoxically to start to heal and to change. Remind yourself that you are brave and give things a go and just be kind to yourself no matter what. So the next question that came in was about society's pressure to enjoy summer and have fun. How much pressure is there? There is so much pressure, isn't there? We see all these marketing images of people having an amazing time on holiday. We hear about the summer of love and we feel like we've got to meet someone or have a holiday romance or we need to be out at a festival and enjoy every minute of it. (laughs) Even though festivals, let's face it, are not always fun. They are ups and downs, if my memories of Glastonbury serve me correctly. (laughs) So instead of getting caught up in all this pressure, which again is a kind of made up idea that we have to have fun during the summer. And the truth is that summer can be a time of greater depression for people. It can be a time of greater anxiety for people. The hot weather can be a trigger. Wearing less clothes can be a trigger. Memories of summer holidays, perhaps could be a trigger if you haven't had good experiences in that in the past. There's nothing actually that special about summer that we should be more happy at summer than any other month. Some people prefer autumn, some people prefer winter. So don't think that just because it's summer that there's any more pressure to enjoy it. If you don't really like summer, that's totally okay. But I think the key to making the most of summer and enjoying it is really to come back to simple pleasures and happiness really does come from enjoying what we have now. We can't find happiness outside of ourselves, we can't find happiness in buying clothes or ice cream or even holidays. It's totally possible to be unhappy on holiday as most of us probably will have experienced at some point or another. So how can we come back to really appreciating what we have and taking time for the small, simple pleasures in life? That might be having a walk after work. It might be spending more time in nature. It might be taking your lunch and eating it in the park. Really simple things that can help you to enjoy summer that don't need to be big, extravagant things or complex festival organisation or having group holidays really the simple things can make us happy. So how can you include more in your life this summer? So the next question that came in was about starting new fitness or hobbies when you don't know anyone and making friends. So I guess in terms of this, the summer is a great time to start a new hobby or do something around fitness because the longer days and the warmer weather mean that you're probably more likely to want to go out and do stuff potentially. And so the first step is just to decide what would you love to do? And it's not often that we actually take the time to really ask ourselves, what would we love to do? And so it might be that you get a pen and paper and you write down 20 ideas for things that you could potentially enjoy. And don't censor yourself when you write this down. Don't think, you know, overthink it and and find excuses for not doing it before you've even got started. Just write down things that you could love to do. It might be things that you did years ago. It might be, I don't know, I used to play netball at school and I used to love that. So maybe I'll go and try that again. 
or you know what I've always wanted to go to an art class but you know I haven't let myself do it up until now maybe I'll put that on the list so that's the first step just to write down things that you could potentially want to do and then set a little goal so you're taking this very step by step of just doing some research so maybe you set a time and you say to yourself right I'm going to spend half an hour researching fitness classes in my area or I'm going to spend 20 minutes googling art classes and then the next step would be to actually go and book something and that might be you know the hardest step to actually take that action and take the plunge perhaps you can get other people involved are there other friends that you can invite maybe you could for example do a shout out on social media and see if anyone wants to go with you or ask someone who is a friend online that you haven't met in real life but you would like to you know, get to know them more, you could invite them and take the relationship, the friendship to the next level. And so when you're actually at this new fitness class or when you're at this new group or hobby that you decided to go to, how can you then make some new friends while you're there? Or how can you then chat to people? And I'm going to share a, a technique that I, again, talk about in Brave New Girl, which sounds so simple, almost ridiculously simple, but it definitely, definitely works. And the technique is to just go up to someone and say, hello, my name is whatever your name is. And automatically that other person will tell you their name and then you can follow up with another question. Maybe you can pay them a compliment, whatever it is. And that's how conversations start. And it sounds so simple, but this really helped me when I was first getting over my fear of, for example, networking events. To actually just go and introduce myself, just say, hello, my name's Chloe, stick my hand out and the conversation can start from there. And that is the hardest bit of it, just having the courage to go up to someone and, and introduce yourself. And once you've done that, the conversation will get started and you can take it from there. So lastly, when you're doing something for the first time, when you're trying something new, that's brave. And so don't forget to celebrate the fact that you did something new, the fact that you gave something a try and celebrate the fact that maybe you introduce yourself to someone new even if things don't go exactly as you want them to go still celebrate the fact that you tried and that you put yourself out there always remember be kind to yourself no matter what so the last question that I had was around fear of flying and I have to say this is something that I see very very often in my one-to-one clients particularly around this time of year I sometimes wonder if I would start to develop a fear of flying because I frequently have people describe in great great detail their fear around flying and all the things they're scared of and all the reasons that they're scared but I haven't actually developed a fear of flying myself yet thank goodness and I is something that I help people with a lot so the first thing to do is remember that there's a difference between a probability and a possibility Because when we've got a fear of something like the fear of flying, part of our brain is thinking that because there is a tiny, 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 tiny chance that something could go wrong, then we overestimate the probability of that happening. And just because something is possible doesn't mean that it's probable. And with the safety record of flying, it is as is often talked about, the safest way to travel. And the huge probability is that 
it'll be a very safe and pleasant journey. And so just really recognizing that distinction between probability and possibility. The next thing that can be really helpful is to reappraise the anxiety that you might feel as excitement, because there's a lot to be excited about, about going on holiday or going on a work trip or whatever it is you're flying for. I've probably talked about this before, but anxiety and excitement are very similar emotions. So we can label a racing heart or butterflies in our stomach as excitement, and it actually helps us to handle that feeling more positively. So tell yourself, I'm excited, and remember all the reasons that it's exciting to get on a plane. My son is like to think about, you know, how amazing it is that we can even do this, how incredible that we can be on the other side of the world in a few hours, we can have all these experiences, aren't we so lucky? I'm really focusing on that instead. And then lastly, for for flying, start to imagine what could go right. Because when we're anxious, we very often imagine the worst, we think about things that could go wrong, and yet chances are, massive, massive probability is that it's going to be a great experience and very safe. So start to imagine what could go right. Imagine before the flight yourself relaxing in your seat, having a gin and tonic brought to you, watching a favourite movie on the entertainment system or reading a book or having a great conversation with the person that you're with, snoozing, not having to check your social media because you can really just switch off and relax really imagining all the wonderful things that you're going to experience on your next flight and just allowing yourself to yeah play that positive movie in your mind and this is something that I use with my hypnotherapy clients it's particularly powerful within hypnotherapy because we're accessing the subconscious mind in hypnotherapy you create a new blueprint for how you want things to be you create a new expectation of how the future is going to be and that means that you're going to go into the airport feeling a lot more positive about your experience okay so that just about wraps up my summer anxiety edition of the podcast please let me know what you have taken away from this episode come and find me over on instagram i'm at chloe brotheridge and please make sure you subscribe to this podcast if you're listening on itunes or on your iphone And I'd be really, really grateful if you could take two minutes to leave me a review if you have benefited from this podcast, because the more reviews the podcast has, the more people will be able to find the podcast and will be able to access this free resource. If you'd like to be the first to hear about new episodes and also receive my free anxiety busting toolkit, you can head over to my website, karmau.com forward slash free and download loads of free resources, get access to my private Facebook group, and also hear about latest episodes. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a brilliant week, and indeed a brilliant summer. I'm sending you loads of love, and hopefully you'll tune in again soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.